Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode and edition of the Mojo Market Report. Coming to you live from Shop Studios in Matawan, New Jersey, here on a Thursday. It is Thursday, April the 13th, 2023. And, of course, it is Dave Sturgio. It is Chris Gucci on the other side of the planet. And we are here to drive another vehicle known as the Mojo Market Report. We got a lot to get into today because, obviously, last night, Two more play-in games happened last night, the 9s versus the 10s games. They delivered, absolutely delivered. Uh, the, obviously, the first one more than the second one. Um, but two incredible games. Friday matchups are set. We'll get into that. We have some NFL news, finally. Some interesting stuff coming out of New York uh, with Saquon Barkley. So we'll get into all that. But first, obviously... Two people still alive right now, and they're moving on. And that is one, the Chicago Bulls, who defeated the Toronto uh, Raptors 109-105. I'm having one of those allergy attacks. That's good. The Bulls were down. (laughs) It's like, guys, don't mind me. I'm going to start sobbing over here soon. (laughs) It it is emotional stuff. It is very emotional stuff. the Bulls. Uh, The Bulls are so good. It's just historic. Um, Bro, I'm trying to fight back a sneeze or like. I did that yesterday. Remember, I was like, "Ah, I'm ah." I'm caught between letting this one rip or fighting it back. And I have no choice on either right now. It's just. (laughs) You know, there's a trick. A a couple of people taught me a trick. If you just like. No, no, no. Hold your nose. If you just press your tongue on the roof of your mouth as hard as you can, sneezes go away. (laughs) Yeah. But you (laughs) might puncture the roof of your mouth. Oh, don't do that. Uh, Anyway, the Bulls (laughs) down 19 at one point. Come all the way back. Unbelievable game uh, out of uh, Demar Derozan's uh, daughter. Actually, did you see? Did you see this? By the way, Demar Derozan's daughter. Dave, don't do me, don't do me. I'm like sorry. That, bro. Right. Don't, don't sorry. Do, don't sorry. Do sorry. Like sorry. That, bro. All right. Headlines were made last night. Okay. Via... I read the tweet or I read the uh, Bleacher Report update. Okay. So what had happened was every time uh, the Toronto Raptors were about to shoot a free throw, Demar Derozan's daughter was in the third row of behind the court. And screamed like she was being chased by Freddy Krueger. Krueger? Yes, I was looking for his last name. Freddy, I was going to say Freddy Freeman. He's scary, too. Um, but, yeah, so he, uh, she screamed on top of her lungs. They missed, like, 18 free throws last night. No BS. Like, that was like, I'm like, okay. DeMar DeRozan's daughter is on the team. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, have you, uh, goes for 23 points. He hits his over. If you're a liquid uh, liquid prop guy last night, uh, it was set at 22.65. He goes over by a point. So good for you guys. Make some money. I did put some money on Fred Van Vliet last night. He does go over as well, but the Raptors fall short. I don't know how you let a team come all the way back like this, but like you said last night, uh, yesterday on the show, you're a big Zach Levine guy. He goes out there and just balls out. 39 points last night in a showing. Just an incredible game out of the Bulls. I mean, look, they, they were rode off in this game. Absolutely rode off in this game. And then they just come storming back. Yeah, I mean, the Bulls and the Heat's a fairly good matchup because they're both, um, they slow it down a little bit. Interested to see that one. If I catch it, we'll see. I, I'll, I'll I'm going to have to tune in. What time is the game tomorrow? <sighs> probably early. There's probably an early window and a late window. I'll look right now. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the Bulls scored 37 points in the fourth quarter. Like, they just absolutely went ham. And, and that's what you got to do in a, in a game like this. They outscored them by 13 points in the fourth quarter alone. So that's huge. But, yeah, checking out the schedule right now. If you look at Friday, the Bulls will kick off the night uh, at 7 o'clock on TNT at Miami. You think they have a little bit of a chance? You all right over there? I'm not. Bro, it's crazy. <laughs> you, you think they have a little bit of a chance uh, against – with the momentum now behind them, 
The Heat coming off the loss, obviously, who had a chance to well, get it. Well, I don't know. Jimmy Butler said, we're going to play better. Well, no, nah, they the were going to play. Basically, going to completely flip the script. Yeah, you won't see so that. Team we're, I'm going to take Jimmy's word for it. It's the playoffs. He usually delivers on his word. So, the Heat, it's got to be the Heat, bro. They're the better team. That's what we want to see in the postseason. Um, and they're the team that I think can win a seven game series. Not that they're going to, but uh, the Bulls have no shot. And not that the Heat have a shot either, but defensively, coach wise, and oh, you're talking about to make a run, run. Yeah, the Bulls, I don't a, look at the Bulls as a championship bred team neither, right now. Neither of these teams are making a run, run. I'd say that if there was a team that could catch lightning in a bottle, it would be the Heat based on playoff experience. But they don't have the roster for it right now. All right, uh, another team moving on are the Oklahoma City Thunder. OKC gets the big win last night. Um, again, phenomenal game out of them. One twenty three, one eighteen. You want to talk about a team effort, man. OKC really delivered. Uh, they absolutely balled out again, as always. Uh, SGA, we said it yesterday. He could take over a game, and he did that. In fact, he scored 32 points. Uh, Josh Giddy goes for 31. Dort goes for 27. Yeah, three guys over 25 points apiece. That's incredible. That's incredible. Like Stock that's just, is up yeah, on I, Giddy and SGA, that's for sure. And This Dort. team, I mean, look, I understand. Like, First of all, to, to give you a little recap on – Two guys I didn't hit on. Uh, Brandon Ingram, I thought for sure, you know, he would score. He, we, I missed it by a point. So, I mean, that's that's one of those scrub really sick burns. Scrub. Yeah, the scrub only scored 30 <laughs> points. So, look at the, the the Thunder going forward. Next year, that's one of the most exciting teams in the league to keep your eye on. Because they got Chet these back, three right? young stars and then Chet Holmgren, who honestly could be their best player. We just don't know. He could be their best player, for all we know. In terms oh, of the, the, the skill sets he's bringing. And I've seen a couple pictures of him of late. Is he thicken up? I mean, it's that's a stretch to say he, him and Thick in the same sentence at all, but he is a little bit bigger. We'll okay. He's definitely put on some weight, um, which you want to see going into the NBA. It's almost a blessing, maybe, that he got this little foot thing. Yeah, but I mean, uh, to, truth be told. When you're a seven-footer and you got a lower half injury, that's not really the best in the world. Well, but, truth be told, when you have a lower half injury and you begin to rehab, the first thing that the doctors clear you, and I, I would know all about this, is, is upper body. So therefore... You're a seven-footer? I'm not a seven-footer. I'm a six-foot-one-er. But what I will say is, when I went down with an ACL, the first thing the doctor's like, yeah, you can do upper body for the first couple months. You get thicker. You, you just get a... And Dave just, was like, deal. <laughs> done. And guess what? So that was don't 2014. Do that means... No more the legs. Doctor told me not to do legs. Top bro. heavy, uh, but anyway, yeah. So I'm excited about OKC. I'm excited about their chances to take down the Wolves. The Wolves obviously get back. Um, uh, uh, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> As what you know, what I did. I went touch the mics. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy Gobert. I thought you were doing what Kyle Anderson was doing at the end of the Lakers game when he kicked it in the backcourt and turned it over. No, no. Oh, what do you do think Gobert was saying to himself? Did you see the video, in by the, the way? Well, wherever he was. I doubt he was in the Did you see the, the actual video uh, and when they panned back to where Gobert went after that shove or punch or whatever that called that? No. He punched him and ran for the hills. We <laughs> like, didn't, he didn't punch he, him. He straight body checked him with his fist. I don't know what do you call that. I, honestly, the Timberwolves should be ashamed of themselves for suspending him that game yesterday or two days ago. Ashamed of themselves. I do not want to hear it. The fans did not deserve that. You need to put your guys out there. It's the postseason. Just don't sign them. Do whatever, whatever it is that you got to do. Trade them in the offseason. Let it go. But right now, it's like, what are you really doing? What are you proving, bro? Yeah, you need, what are you you need, proving? You need that. You need Give that star player. Hey, listen, listen. Truth be told, he gets back. 9.30 tomorrow night, ESPN, them and OKC. I like them to play a much better game than they played in round one or game one. Uh, but I do like the momentum that OKC is carrying into this game. SGA has absolutely turned a, a, a complete corner on his career. 
throughout the, the entire year, and all yeah, of a sudden he's, he's a beast. We, we got something. I mean, he's 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 he is him. Is what they say in the streets. Mm-hmm. The kids uh, say that all the time. All right, so that's the NBA. They got their schedule set for tomorrow night. Tomorrow, what we'll do is we'll we'll preview the entire. Uh, first round series, pick a champion, kind of give you a preview of what we think might go down. Uh, but obviously, we won't know those two final teams going in. But we can Bucks make our assumptions. Sons. All right, dude, can we can we wait till tomorrow? <laughs> can we wait till tomorrow? Anyway, let's get to the NFL because there I didn't is pick my winner. This is true. You didn't do that. Um, all right, so we have some news in New York. Okay, now when. I don't know. Let's let's use Tony Pollard as an example. Tony Pollard was franchise tagged by the Cowboys. Now, what the player has the option to do is a play on that franchise tag, meaning he has to sign the franchise tag and then play on the one year deal. What the New York Giants decided to do was pay their quarterback forty million dollars a year for four years, one hundred sixty million dollars, right? And they franchise tagged their running back, Saquon Barkley. Now, Saquon Barkley has chosen, according to reports yesterday, to not sign the franchise tag. He needs that new deal. A, I know we've always been pro player, but is this a bad move in a running back market that's not as lucrative as it once was? All right. Like, a, how much more can I you possibly make? I have several different opinions about several different aspects of this. One, I just it. want to give myself my flowers on this one because I said it in about week three when the Giants were playing a little bit better than people expected, and it was Daniel Jones, and they were winning football games. But it was really all Saquon, and I said, well... Daniel Jones is going to get paid, Saquon's going to get tagged, and Daniel Jones owes Saquon the money because Saquon's that entire offense. You did say that. Right? And look, here we are. Um, The Giants are right to be doing what they're doing. Saquon will end up playing on the franchise tag, but he won't be there all camp. And if Saquon really has the cojones to actually sit, then the Giants' season is over. It's over, guys. Because... Saquon was their entire offense last year. They didn't really do much on the receiver position. So what's really going to happen with? Uh, I think they pieced it together again. They brought a lot of like role playing guys. They pieced it together again. So basically, they don't have receivers again. That's yeah. what you're telling me. Right? I mean, that's from Saquon what I gather. Saquon will lead the yeah. team in catches if he's there next year. Odds are, you would think. Right. So Saquon's your entire offense. Daniel Jones is a solid player. I like what he brings to the table Jesus in terms of his, um, you know, his stick-to-itiveness, We'll say because I don't think he's. So right now, just giving you an idea of what Daniel Jones can throw to, Isaiah Hodgins, Paris Campbell, Darius Slayton, Wondell Robinson, Sterling Shepard, Jameson Crowder. Where where (laughs) we're left right here is like Saquon is clearly more valuable than the franchise tag, but Saquon has had an injury. some injury history. Yeah, of course. Um, it's the biggest thing you have to worry about when it comes to signing this guy long term. Coupled with the fact that he's had injury history, he's coming off of a season where he had a lot of usage. The last time Saquon had this much usage, he didn't play for two years after that, basically. So I, I'm hard-pressed to give a running back a big deal because you see what happened in Dallas. Saquon isn't going to take a two-year deal. He wants a four-year deal, probably. And my estimation is that's just not good business. The GMs around the league, most of them just won't break. I think that the team has all when the leverage. When it comes to running backs. Yeah, yeah, when the team has all the leverage in this situation when it comes to the franchise tag situation. The only leverage Saquon has is he's be like, fine, it's just you guys are going to stink next year because I'm not playing. But then there's a risk there as well for Saquon because you're missing out on $10 million. But then you'll probably just get transitioned the following year, and then you got to either do the same thing again. So there's not like there's an easy out here. Saquon has no leverage. He'll end up playing – 
under the tag, but he won't be there until the Giants running back late. room right now behind Saquon Barkley is in fact Matt Breda. He's a journeyman. He's been playing. He's played at uh, San Fran. He's played, I think, a little in Buffalo. And here he is now with the with the Giants. And look, the Giants have a, a very big decision to make now. If you're the Giants GM and you have this threat looming, right? If you're if you're uh, Joe Shane, right? If, if he's the guy making all the decisions, and you got to get Brian so, Dable a running back. So when they when they are saying two two point three million in cap space, that's under the. Impression that he would sign the franchise. That he's tag. already under the yeah, yeah, right. So that money's already accounted for. So that yes, it would help a lot with the cap space if they were to get a deal done. The Giants would then get that ten million pretty much off the books because it would all year one would be a signing bonus probably. Yeah, they can. So they, they, I'm would, sure there's ways they would to actually finagle. have then thirteen million because that ten million or whatever eleven sure, will, but will be off the books if if they don't decide to do this. Where where do the Giants go? Because I mean, like you you just signed your quarterback. You're expecting them to do big things. Now look, and, and this this goes back to the age old conversation. Once you pay your quarterback, how else can you allocate your funds? If they don't have a running have an back idea. and they haven't done nothing in respect, I have an idea. Don't you dare, Leonard Fournette. Oh, okay. and or Zeke. No Zeke. No nobody Zeke wants was pictured Zeke, yesterday uh, working out with Dak Prescott and Ceedee Lamb at the Dak Yard. Do you get it? The Dak Yard. <sighs> Backyard, it's at his house. I feel like he's it's a, the backyard. He, he nine years old. He's no, he's pushing 29. thirty. <laughs> he's pushing um, thirty. Yeah, we had that. You know, when I was, we used to shovel snow and make a fort in my. Uh, in a, but I was nine. Did you, I call was it, nine. Did you call it the Chris Fort. I don't even <laughs> so know what I call it. <laughs> uh, no, listen. If you're the Giants right now, you have a massive decision to make because I don't know if if this happens and he decides, nah, I'm not doing it. There's no way. I need security, blah, blah, blah. What a running back should do, right? I'm not, I'm not telling them not to do it. Like, ah, come on, man. Just sign the franchise tag. You can do it. You know, these guys got to look after their future. If he doesn't do it, you just said the giant season's over. Are you are you looking? Are you playing the prevent defense right now? Are you going out there right now and trying to sign a running back right now just no, in case? No, I'm not. Because because there is the Kareem Hunts of the world out there. There is Leonard Fournette. At- there's there no there's there's nobody that's coming on in on less than a one or more than a one year deal out of the guys you just named. Like the Giants aren't going to give a two year deal. Fine, so there's not much but fine. Room, but there's not much room right there when they only have two point three million in cap. Yeah. Then to deliver the message saying, "Hey, we don't really need you," and because that's what that would do. Like they have a. But also, I think with the nature of the league, there's nobody signing a running back until after the draft at this point. There's no oh, right. way. So right. The draft is they have right some here. Time to wait on a vet running back. I don't think that's. Like those those options aren't running out anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, you would assume with the draft being three weeks away from literally tonight, or I'm sorry, two weeks away. It would from be tonight. A, it would be a, three weeks, two weeks. It would be an embarrassment to a franchise right now if they signed one two of weeks. these aging veterans while there's a plethora of running backs available in the draft coming up. For yeah, I mean, you got to see where you you wind up. I mean, you might have somebody late third round that that just you know he's on your draft board. And, and you take and him. If we're really being serious about it, there's probably some options out there that you could get on day two or three. That's what I just said. Well, I wasn't Third here round. for it. I'm not talking about draft. I'm talking about like trade for a player on day two or three because oh, there's veterans okay. yeah. out there on teams it's that a possibility, are in salary sure. cap situations where you could be like, okay, we'll sign you to a two-year deal if you because there's guys like that around there. Yeah, Dalvin Cook gets a clean bill of health. Don't expect uh, don't expect to see him in Minnesota. You would, I mean, they're they're talking like they might blow it up. 
because the new coaching staff is don't like, you think but the Minnesota Vikings don't you think they're right there technically do you like really think that they're even really close and they're a playoff team last year what's the difference you're right there on your again, defense stunk again, on again, if you off just again but their defense stunk and they to me they got worse but you want to talk about right strike while the iron's hot like the Packers are not going to be the Packers from last year neither the Lions are on the come up the Bears are signing everybody under the sun you got to strike now look no? at their salary cap situation it might be the worst in the league the Vikings yeah. I'll look it up. They have the least amount of money. They're they're in peril right now. They need to make something happen. Well, let's see here. According to yeah, Justin Jefferson coming up. According to they are in fact the worst team as far as cap space is Justin concerned. Jefferson is they dead. have one point four million dollars you know, left Justin on the cap. Jefferson go because you can't because you, you cannot do that. You know, it makes no sense for Kirk Cousins. The Giants are right there, third to last. For so. Kirk Cousins, you're gonna do. You know what I'm saying? Like the Giants are in a bad spot. Well, too. that's why I think the the Vikings are in the market to to possibly be that team to trade up and get an Anthony Richardson. Boom. But they got. But does that blow, does that does that indicate to you? That if they trade up and get a quarterback, whether it be Richardson or maybe like the tenth pick, and they just take a gamble on Hooker or if whatever, they take a quarterback in the first round. That means that they're blowing it up. They're, I mean, they have no choice at this point because they, if they're close, if what you're thinking is that they're close, I understand I, that there's been I, I teams that have been close. close they take close. a quarterback if they if they fall to them. But let's be realistic here. Are they going to get over the hump with Kirk Cousins without being able to do anything else right now? Are they going to run the risk of not being able to give Justin Jefferson the biggest contract in history for a receiver? They have $13.5 million in dead money for the Adam Thielen move. What are they doing next <laughs> year? What's, their, what's coming off the books? Anything? Well, I'll tell you right now. As of right now, the cap numbers that I see that stand out, clearly this year the cap number for Kirk Cousins is $20 million. Uh, Brian O'Neill is nineteen point six. Uh, Zadarius Smith, your boy, fifteen point four. Dalvin Cook is fourteen point one. I feel like Darius Smith. What's the cut situation on that? I feel like he's going to get out, get cut. Zadarius Smith on a dead money on a savings cut pre June one would be cap savings of seven million dollars if what they about cut post? him. Post June first cut would be because they might be waiting on that one. Eight. So you save about a million dollars so more post June first. So wait, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hang on, buddy. Um, but yeah, so that's but yeah. So they'll have a little bit more money. To so it looks turn. like the Vikings are in trouble. As the far the as Vikings that. need to make some something. They need to make something crafty happen. They need to maybe move off of Kirk Cousins. If if in fact they're going to draft a quarterback, are they going to keep him to groom him? You know, like then you're saying, look, we don't need a piece for the defense that was clearly available at that point, right? They're going to trade and they were a up. rough defensive team. What are they going to trade up more draft capital for a team that's in salary cap hell? That's kind of what they need right now is draft capital. So I don't know the Vikings. Everybody says the roster looks good, but to me, it says the defense got a little bit worse. Their offense has been good for a while. Um, I just and really, uh, Thielen's gone. So could they be a little bit worse? Uh, you Hawkinson's you uh, yeah. I mean yeah. They got Hawkinson. Their defense is garbage, and it's been for quite some time. So until I see that turn around, I can't buy in on the Vikings as being a, t- a real contender. Looking at the current depth chart of the, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, obviously Cousins, Cook, Jay Jetta, KJ Osborne season has to happen. I think so right. we'll see. Um, TJ Hawkinson at tight end. They do have a good. Offense. I think their offense is good. Then you flip over to the 3-4 defense that they have right now, and you're looking around, and, and I guess the cash. best guy you have is Harrison Smith. Yeah, but he's been their best guy for now. 41 years. Right. When's it going to end for him? I don't know. Look, yeah, the Vikings are in trouble. So we'll see what happens with the Vikings over the course of uh, you know the next couple of weeks because they're in the cap situation now. The Giants are obviously in a situation now where they have to either A, may have a backup plan, B, Figure something out in the running back department because if you don't have a Saquon Barkley on your roster, 
come September, when that season starts, you are in trouble. You cannot rely on Daniel Jones to get it all done. I could say the same thing about Dak Prescott. He needed a Zeke and a Pollard last year for him to at least have the success that he had. And obviously the turnover was, you know, whatever. Um, but in any event, that's a I mean, show. We all watched the games last year. The Giants need Saquon. They do. They Point do. Uh, really quick, touching on a couple other sports before we get out of here. In the NHL, in case anybody cares, as Chris checks out, uh, the Islanders, the Devils, and the Rangers all in the playoffs. That hasn't happened, I feel like, in quite some time. So they're in all three teams. The Penguins, ready for this? <coughs> and a 16-year streak of making the playoffs. They are not making the postseason this year in the NHL. So sorry, Crosby. Sorry, Malkin. Sorry, all you I hate the Penguins. <laughs> They've been a thorn in my side for 16 years. You meant to say Canadians. Huh? Sorry, all you Canadians. No, they're not all Canadian. Most of them are. Not all of them. Russian? A little bit, sure. I think that's what they were, right? Uh, Crosby's American. <laughs> so Crosby. Sidney Crosby's Canadian. Yeah. I would say. If you yeah. nail that and I don't. <laughs> Bro, I don't know any American boys named Sidney. I mean, uh, let's A? see here. A. Canadian. Come on, bro. He's, I mean, Sid the Kid. From Canada. Ah, yes, he's from Canada. <laughs> How did I not know that? Wow. Like, he definitely team, played for like, Team Canada. Like, what am I like, talking about here? Oh, boy. Good thing. You know, this is why you don't bring up the NHL here on the Mojo Market Report, because there's just not enough good information to go around. When I say good, I mean accurate. <laughs> so, did you see, by the way, again, before we get out of here, did you see the the The, the Rays. The Rays. 12 and 0. Yeah. If they go 13 and 0, it'll be the best star since 1900. That's incredible. How do you win that many baseball games? And of course, you know the Yankees being the Yankees, they're at, when you look at their record, you're like, ah, oh, nice, eight and four start. They're looking good. They're like four games behind the Rays right now. It's like holy it's hell. It's a week. It's a series. I understand, but I'm just the Rays are always that scrappy little team that always put it all together. Um, every year with a payroll of about as much as me and Chris make here at Trap. <laughs> so their payroll is, but yet they keep piecing it together. So Major League Baseball money here, baby. Yeah, exactly. All right, follow us right now on the Instagram, the Twitter, and the TikTok at Mojo, M-O-J-O. Very easy, easy to find us. Uh, you can also join the Discord over there uh, for Mojo because that is where you're going to find out all of your prevalent and prominent and, and pertinent information. Head on over to the Discord. So, again, we got some NBA tomorrow. The, the final of the play-in uh, series games happen tomorrow. We'll have a final official bracket set by tomorrow night, late night. So tomorrow we'll make our official NBA playoff picks. We'll pick some games. We'll pick some series. We'll pick some maybe some MVPs and Rookie of the Years and stuff. The, all the hardware they got to give out this year. And, of course, if anything pops in any of the other sports, uh, we will fill you in on that, including Jake Paul and Nate Diaz yes, fighting. Yes. <laughs> Are you excited about that? You yeah. think it happens? Yeah. I talked to Tommy D, and he's like, it's August. A lot can happen with a Diaz-Paul well, fight um, between yeah. now and August. <laughs> That's the truth, of, though. It's like... I thought for sure they were going to do the MMA. It's like a not dangerous fight for either one of them because Nate doesn't have, like, crazy punching power. He's a volume guy. And Jake Paul, we seen last time, is like, he can't really box. <laughs> oh, is that right? Is that crazy when he goes against another boxer? That's unreal. I thought for sure they'd do the MMA thing, though. Get in the cage. Really? Why really not? think that, that Jake Paul's going uh, to Jake Paul uh, Did Jake Paul sign with the PFL as if he was going to be this next MMA darling? 
Right, exactly. Nate so, Diaz doesn't fight for PFL, though. Nate Diaz and fights for himself. Um, Nate also said that he's going to go kick Jake Paul's ass <laughs> and then go get his UFC belts. So he's like, I'm going back to the UFC, which I would be down for. Of for course sure. you would be. You're a fan, um, It's all good. It's been my privilege to be here with you guys today. <laughs> for Dave Sergio. <laughs> Dave Sergio. <laughs> and Chris Gucci, just remember out there, if you're watching us right now, pressure is privilege. Privilege. I'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Bye.